Hello, this is Steve Shirley with RNS Northeast, and this is The Clean Life. Everybody. Welcome to another great episode of The Clean Life. I'm your host, Molly. And if you listened to last week's episode, which you should have, we introduced the Nikki Mitchell Foundation. And I brought on Rhonda Miles, who is the president of that, so that we could really kind of paint the picture of who Nikki Mitchell was and kind of why the Nikki Mitchell Foundation started. And if you didn't listen, um, to give you like a brief summary, the Nikki Mitchell Foundation Um, we raise money and awareness for pancreatic cancer and pancreatic cancer patients, which if you didn't know, pancreatic cancer is the third leading cause of cancer deaths in the U.S. today. And that's just behind lung and colon cancer. It actually has surpassed breast cancer. And I mean, there's just not a whole lot of recognition out there and there needs to be a lot more awareness. And so that is what Rhonda and the rest of Nikki Mitchell Foundation has really been trying to push for and especially helping patients. So I brought Rhonda back today and she's back with us so that we can continue talking about that. Hey, Rhonda. Hey, thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So let's just jump right into it. Like we left off, you and Nikki had flown around the world. Right. And that that's incredible. And then we kind of talked through her story of, you know, when she was diagnosed, she was given, was it three to six months? Three to six months. Yeah. And lived 31 months. 31 months. After that diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's just unheard of. Yeah. It was, it's back then. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cause that was, uh, she was diagnosed in 2010. She passed away July the 9th of 2013. The day after one of the most famous Russian night witches that she loved passed away. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. kind of cool. It was, like, it was, yeah. That's a weird kind of coincidence. I think they just kind of crossed paths. And yeah. They, you know, that is really neat. So how did, we kind of talked about how the Nikki Mitchell Foundation got started, but I want to dig in a little bit deeper to that. You know, was this something that Nikki had planned? So, yes. Yeah. She and I talked about it numerous times because we saw too, we just saw too much, you know, and um, we, we talked about the need for research. I mean, the need for early detection. There are no early detection tests for pancreatic cancer. Everybody thinks that pancreatic cancer is so quick, you know, because you've got a, a 10% five-year survival rate. Right. You know, 72 or 71% don't make it the first year. So... That's not necessarily true. The average pancreas tumor is about 20 years old by the time it's found. No way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because it's sitting behind the stomach in front of the spine. It's that ugly little organ that just sits back there and there's no early detection. And before, I mean, it sits there and grows and then it may affect another organ and you start having symptoms like jaundice or back pain or stomach problems and that's the only way you know that something's going on or uh, early onset diabetes all of a sudden you become diabetic and you go wow what happened 
Yeah. But it's the average tumor is 20 years old. And so that's wow. why the majority of people are stage four when they get diagnosed because it's just been sitting there. So Nikki was like, what was I doing 20 years ago that started stressing <laughs> me out? You know. <laughs> but yeah, so we saw, we saw that, the need for early detection. So her big thing was we need to start raising money for early detection. And I said, okay, let's start, you know. Yeah. So she had, um, of course, she had the Rolodex because she worked for Waylon Jennings for 22 years, and Jamie Johnson was one of her close friends. And so they kind of hooked up, and she had a little cafe in Normandy, Tennessee, a town of 155 people, and um, she, he donated a concert. So we had this big concert right in front of her cafe in that little town. And the first, we did it twice. The first time it wasn't for pancreatic cancer, but we had 4,000 people show up. Oh my up. gosh, in yeah, Normandy. In Normandy. And it was 155 population. <laughs> yeah. And we put notes on everybody's mailbox, just so y'all know there's going to be some noise. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, when we did the one, the next one, it was uh, a paid thing and it was for pancreatic cancer and I think about 2,500 people came to that one so we um we raised that money and donated it and she that was a big thing for her she wanted to raise money for early detection that's her big deal was early detection and then when she realized that she wasn't going to live long enough to do this I told her I said okay I will quit my good-paying job, my good corporate flight job, <laughs> for a zero-paying job running a nonprofit. And it's like Jamie will say, if you look on our website, there's a video that Jamie did, and he goes, you know, she left this to Rhonda and I, and we didn't know what a foundation was. <laughs> but we knew it was going to be a good one because it had her name on it. Right. And so that's what we did. Um, when I told her, I said, I'll quit my job and do this. She goes, I knew you would. I knew you would. Get me a note. <laughs> Get me that notebook right now. And so she started writing in this notebook, and she was giving me my orders. And this is who I want you to talk to, and this is the first board. I want these people on the board. And then I want you to do this, and I want you to... And I followed that notebook, letter of the law, until it ran out. And then I was <laughs> out on my own going, I don't know what to do. But um, I guess we were a couple of years in. So we're seven and a half years old now. So we were a couple of years in, and I started realizing how much money it takes to fund research. Right. It takes millions of dollars to fund something. And I thought, we'll never do that. We'll never get that much money. Yeah. You know. So I wanted to make a difference immediately. So Nikki had a little weekend cafe and she, when she moved into Normandy, and she told everybody in town, if anybody's sick, let me know. I'll make them a pot of soup, and I'll bring it to them. So I had this mental picture of Nikki. I've seen her do it two or three times, you know, walking behind her cafe carrying with hot pads, carrying a pot <laughs> of soup with an apron on, and she was walking a block and a half over to someone's house because they had the flu. And I thought, you know what? We need to do a pot of soup, you know, in, right. in some kind of way. So I went to the board, and I said, it's going to take us forever to fund some research. So what about if I want to make a difference now? So how about if we start some kind of patient assistance program? 
and we provide gas cards. Because I talked to a nurse in oncology, and she said, we have people that can't afford the gas to get to treatment. My gosh. And she goes, if I won the lottery, I would give gas cards. And I went, okay, gas cards. So the first year we had one patient, and that patient, if you want cards, you can have whatever you want. <laughs> I had the hardest time making people understand this was what we do. Right. So eventually, a Tennessee Oncology patient advocate found a brochure of ours. She called me, and she said, is this what you do? And I said, yeah. And she goes, my dad died of pancreatic cancer. Let me get you started. Wow. We, yeah, we still get about 90% of our patients from her. She is so active with it. But um, we, what we do is, and it's morphed into something bigger, we keep maximum of 60 patients on our books at all times that's what we can help in a month and we don't let them go I've got patients that have been on there for three years and they've received stuff monthly from us and they get dependent on it it's like they right. know they're going to get a gas card they know they're going to get a grocery card now we do we've got somebody that cleans houses so they'll go clean their house once a month We've paid rent, we've paid car payments, we've paid co-pays, prescriptions. We've eradicated bed bugs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, I was afraid to set guidelines because I don't want to, I want to... I want somebody in our organization to talk to these patients, each and every one of them, and listen to them and see if they can pick out a stressor that the patient right. doesn't know they've got. I mean, we had a volunteer, her first day volunteering, she called, and um, this woman, she talked to this woman, and she, the woman was laughing. She goes, yeah, my grandkids were over here. And she goes, you know, I'm sleeping on a 50-year-old twin-size bed. And she goes, we just all pile up in that twin bed and with the dogs and when they're here. And, I'm, and so she gets off the phone with her, and she's telling me this story. And I went, oh, my gosh, call her back and see if a queen-size bed will fit in her bedroom. Right. So she called her back. And we purchased a bed, and she spent the rest of the day getting this bed delivered to this woman. The woman didn't even know that was a stressor. Right, but it was something that, you know, you guys could take care of for yes. her. Yes, and we got every time, I mean, it would be like every couple of months, she'd send a note and she'd say, I just have to say again, I sleep so much better. Oh. She had no clue that she needed that. Right. You know, so we do try to listen and hear something in their voice you know that I mean there was a guy that he talked about ribs ribs from Memphis and most people know these ribs I can never remember the restaurant <laughs> but we provide Thanksgiving meals too so he missed out on the Thanksgiving meals and so like in December I remembered his ribs and I just sent him a rack of ribs and he started crying and told his wife he goes they remembered this organization remembered what I said right and then he passed away a week later oh my goodness but he was just it somebody heard him somebody was there right you know and that's important to them it's like somebody is paying attention to what I'm saying exactly at the worst time of my life you know somebody hears me so we try to do those kind of things. So the Thanksgiving meals, are you guys doing that this year? We are, and we're taking donations, uh, especially for that. Last year, we provided meals for, there was a 1,000 people. We don't just wow. provide, it's not one meal. What we do is we call the patients up, we feed their whole family. It's like, do you want, 
meals for four to six or you want meals for up to 12. And so Boston Market works with us and they ship all these meals out. And wow. Yeah, we fed a thousand, a thousand meals. You know, it's like 105 families. Yeah. But when you count the people, it's a thousand. So where can somebody go to donate towards that this year? Go to our website. I, you can either go to NikkiMitchellFoundation.org or NMFCares.org. And we'll make sure and put that link in the notes of this website so okay. anybody, or our podcast notes, so that anybody who wants to donate can, and they've got that link yes. there. And there's a couple of other things on there. We, um, there's a drop-down menu. You can donate to Thanksgiving. You can donate to, there's a, a fund under us. It's called Hopkins, Hopkins H-O-P-K-I-N-N-S. And it's uh, a patient up in New Jersey started it. She raises money to help people when they have to go out of town. She pays for their lodging. Okay. So um, you can donate to that. You can donate to just NMF. You can, BOW, Bridge of Wings, that is the patient assistance program. So it's, there's numerous things. If you want it to go to patient assistance, there you go. If you want it to go directly to Thanksgiving, hit Thanksgiving. If you want it to go to a hotel room, Hopkins help. Yeah. Well, we're going to run to a quick commercial break, but I want to continue talking about the Nikki Mitchell Foundation and kind of the bones and what you guys do um, to help raise money. Okay. your business free from infection is serious business. Are you making sure your employees and customers are safe with solutions that are truly safe for them to use? If you're asking employees to use disinfectant all day, every day, make sure it's the right choice. If you want your customers to be safe, use the best products. Waltz D is an EPA-registered hard surface disinfectant that is FDA-approved for food contact surfaces. It's a new era of clean, built for the new normal. An environmentally friendly disinfectant that is safe, effective, and sustainable. Hey, this is Carol Ann Hoffman. Be sure to subscribe to The Clean Life. There are new episodes available every Wednesday. Worried about getting sick? To stay safe, the CDC recommends you do five things. One, wash your hands. Two, Keep your hands away from your face. Three, cough or sneeze into your elbow. Four, keep your distance. Five, if you're not feeling well, stay in. When you can't get to soap and water, use an alcohol-free hand sanitizer like Waltz Free. It's a lotion that's also a powerful hand sanitizer that works in just 15 seconds, lasts four times longer, and won't damage or dry out your hands, even if you use it many times a day. Molly and Rhonda talking about Nikki Mitchell Foundation. So we talked about the Thanksgiving dinners. What other, you know, things do you guys do to raise money? Because, I mean, you know, we talked previously about how it takes millions to fund research. Yeah, yeah. So we try to do, we try to affect as many people as we can with this, 
with what we've got, our small pot of money. And like our, on our research, it would take millions of dollars to make a big difference. So what we do is a, we do a $20,000 seed grant to a junior faculty member who's just starting their research career, but they're working under these brilliant surgeons who are the ones usually getting the grants. And so it in, gives them incentive to keep on at a young age. So we're usually their first grant that they've gotten. And they're able to, because they've gotten ours, they're able to get other grants. Because grants, you know, they feed other grants. Right, you know. right. And um, so we do that. Uh, we do uh, through the Pancreas Club, which is a group of uh, pancreas surgeons. Uh, we do educational grants also. And then what we've started doing is supposed to start in 2020, but because <laughs> of COVID, it's rolling over to 2021. We are starting the consensus conference, and we're bringing in researchers from around the world, like Italy, um, the Netherlands, South wow. Korea, China. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. But um, United States, of course. And we're put, giving them a subject. Like this year, it was supposed to be what is resectable. And putting them in a room and letting them set the standards for that. And then they write a paper on it, and it's the Nikki Mitchell Consensus Conference. Oh, that's cool. Yes, and it goes to um, hospitals. So that starts that sets the standard. So it affects so many people. If they're reading this paper and they're going, okay, this is, this is what the best of the best, the brightest of the surgeons, this is what they say is resectable and how – and where, how, what to do, and it came from the Nikki Mitchell Foundation. That's so really neat. That's we've kind of we're finding ways to do things with um with what we've got, you know, with the money we've got. Um, awareness. We've got a documentary in post production, and it was when we did the flight around the world. We we shot it, you know, with yeah, video and. We've got uh, archival footage from World War II, the Night Witches. So we're in post-production of that, and hopefully by next summer we'll have a documentary, and it'll have uh, pancreatic cancer on it, and it will be used as a fundraiser. But what we normally do, because of her, because of her background and because of her Rolodex, uh, Jamie Johnson is our main person, and we put on concerts throughout the year. We put on a, a trailer park concert, which is Jamie, Lee Bryce, Dallas Davidson, Randy Hauser, Jared Neiman, Rob Hatch. And that's a great show. I mean, they're all buds, and they came to town at the same time, and they call themselves Trailer Park. But Jamie has a golf course down in Montgomery, Alabama, so we put on a golf tournament and a concert. And it has grown, and I have the best volunteers, and Molly, <laughs> Molly is a beast. I'm telling you, Molly wears this little headlamp on her head, and she will she'll do anything. I mean, you're just amazing. Well, thank you. I mean, it's something that you know I personally enjoy, and I hated that we couldn't do it this year because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. And that has how much stress has that put on the foundation as far as being able to do as much this year as we normally do? So last year at the golf course, we made. And we have a concert after the tournament. And last year, there were 6,000 people at the concert. Toby Keith played. I mean, all those guys that I said before played. 
a Kid Rock, mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid, Ron yes. White. I mean, all of these people. We have great artist support. So we made over a half a million dollars last year. And then this year, it's like nothing. And I, I set Jamie down, and we were both nervous. And I said, if we can, I didn't want to cut back. Right. I honestly did not want to cut back because if I cut back, my patients are struggling. Well, and I mean, imagine how much more they're struggling during COVID being immune compromised. Exactly, exactly. So I told him, I said, I had been setting money back this whole time because I've been mortified that he was going to get a sore throat and not, <laughs> not be able to do a show for <laughs> or me. Or something were to yes, happen, yeah. Yes, and, uh, and this 2020 has been our sore throat. So um, I told him, I said, we could go until the fall of 2021, business as usual, mm-hmm. without, you know, struggling. And he goes, that's good, that's good. Well, we've been extremely fortunate. People have stepped up to the plate, and we've still got the same amount of money in the bank as we did in January. Wow. So people have donated our golfers that bought teams for this year, and we couldn't. We canceled. Uh, half of them were like, "Just keep the money as a donation." Wow. Yeah, we've had um, online auction, different things like that. So we are like net zero, which is I'm I'm fine with. Right. Because if even if we can't have anything in 2021, I still got that stock of money. Will get us through 2022. Right. And um, our patients will receive the same kind of care, the same kind of our our research is going to get the same grants the same consensus conference the same everything because we've you know we've been fortunate right we've been very fortunate so to give all of our listeners a little like glimpse of what the golf tournament is this golf tournament is incredible it's in montgomery alabama and it's called the jamie johnson homecoming tournament and concert and i'll make sure and put that link in there as well so that you know any of you that want to get involved hopefully fingers crossed next year we can have it without a hitch um the golfers come in and they golf all day. And, you know, we've had John Daly there, what, the last two, three years? Oh, John, yeah, John's there uh, most of the time. Boo, yep. Boo Weekly, yes. the golfer comes. Um, and um, a lot of the artists go and play as well. Oh, yeah. Hauser plays. Yeah. Uh, Kid Rock plays. Jared Neiman doesn't play. I don't think Lee Bryce does either. <laughs> Dennis Quaid plays. Yep. Ron White plays. I mean, just, and they're amazing. Uh, they're just, they're amazing. But then it's not just artists. It's our corporate sponsors. It's, yes. you know, anybody can purchase a team. Yes. And all of this money is going towards, you know, pancreatic cancer research and patients. That's right. And then turn it around. Sun starts to go down a little bit. Sometimes, sometimes it starts before it's up. Yep. And we have a great concert. And we recently moved it from the golf course itself to Biscuit Stadium. Yes. And I thought that went even better. You know, you had a lot more room. We were able to fit more people. You had... Um, we were not as exhausted. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Merch was a lot easier to purchase. But no, it's it's just this incredible experience that I think everybody should experience at least once. Um, if you're ever around, you know, country music, I know my experience with Jamie has just been... It's a big family, and I feel like the Nikki Mitchell Foundation, volunteering, I've been volunteering for five years now, and you are, it's just one big family, and I think that that stems from Nikki. 
It does. We try our best to put Nikki's spirit everywhere. And one year, oh, it was a couple of years ago, we had made, I think, $70,000 at the golf tournament. That was our, the first one we broke even. But it's grown each year. You know, the next year it's like 30-something, then it was 70-something. And then the ne- after the $70,000 tournament, I couldn't get a concert set up the next year for, because we usually have two concerts, you know, one with the tournament and one, you know, in the spring. And I couldn't make it work. And Jamie finally said, let's just not have one this year. Let's just do the golf tournament. And I, inside, (laughs) was cringing because I thought, how do I help patients on $70,000? Right. You know, how do I do that? And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nikki's talisman was the white feather. I mean, she's been asked before, how do you know where you're supposed to be? And first thing out of her mouth is always, when I find a white feather. And that was important to her. She wore white feathers around her necklace. I mean, she... It was the white feather. Is that why there's a feather in the Nikki Mitchell Foundation logo? Okay. Yes, because that was Nikki. Um, So we were out on the golf course that year, and, of course, I'm nervous because I'm thinking, the whole time I'm thinking, okay, we need to, you know, sell more merch or sell something to eat to make some more money. How are we going to make more than $70,000 a year to, yeah, yeah. And Jamie texted me, and he said, Nikki's here. And I looked at his text, and it was a picture. And I was out on the golf course, and I got out of my golf cart, and I looked up, and there was this cloud that looked exactly like a feather. It was the only cloud in the sky, and it sat there over that golf course all day long. How incredible is that? He's like, you know, Nikki's here. We made (laughs) $270,000 that year. Yes, she was there. (laughs) Wow. She takes care of us. Yeah. Yeah, she does. And, and you know, I fully believe that. Fully believe that. That's incredible. Just to see that legacy, yeah. you know, start from nothing to people who didn't know, had never run a foundation, didn't know where to start, and just her notebook starting all of this. Yeah, Jamie likes to say, he goes, you know why, you know why Nikki left this to you and I? That's because we're the only ones that would say yes. He goes, no, because we're scrappers. And that's true. Yeah, we're scrappers. We'll figure it out. And it's the same thing with our patients. I had a patient who uh, their electric wall heaters were out. She didn't want them fixed because she didn't need it to raise her electric bill because she couldn't pay right. any more. So she was trying to figure that out. So I, I asked her, I said, what about a wood stove? And she's like, that would work. So there's an Ace Hardware in Springfield, <laughs> Tennessee, that donated a wood stove. And they came in a church nearby. Some of the men put it in. And I went out. I brought her some wood, and I stacked it in the back. I'm out there stacking wood, you know. We're scrappers. Yeah. We do what it needs to, and what needs to be done. You this also do. isn't a foundation where you're talking to 10 different people, like, you yourself talk to these patients. Yes. And are on the phone with them and find out what they need and what you personally, not just the foundation, can do to help them. Yeah. I had a guy call one time. He talked to Ariane, and he's like, she goes, you want to talk to Rhonda? And he's like, you mean the president? <laughs> <laughs> and we're both working out of one little room, you know. 
But we have two full-time employees and two part-time employees, and one works from home, or two work, one of the full-time works from home out in California, and um, one works from home in, ten, in Nashville. She puts out all of the um, bridge assistance. She sends it out every week on Mondays and Wednesdays. And then it's uh, me and a part-timer in the office. And so we're, you know, we're, we run our office like Waylon used to run his, lean and mean. And it's like Krista. <laughs> like yeah, Krista told me one time, she used to work for UC Irvine in a huge, huge organization. And she said, I needed something done with the, the um, website. And she said, I thought, okay, IT. And then she said, I, I went, oh, my gosh, yeah. That, that's me too. <laughs> <laughs> Besides being a development director, I'm also IT and Yeah. You yeah. have to wear many hats. Wear many hats. Yeah. Absolutely. Just because your title says one thing doesn't mean that's all you're gonna do. Right. <laughs> and I think it's important to state that like Tennessee is not just where we reach patients. Exactly. We're yeah. up to how many states now? Oh gosh. Uh I can't remember. I know at one time, I think it was like 13 or 11 or 13, but I think like that. We've got them in um, California. We've, we've had them in California, Arizona, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Arkansas, um, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, New Hampshire, uh, gosh, Alabama. Yeah. uh, Mississippi. We're definitely not limited by any means on where we can help people and again we don't drop people right you know as long as we get a monthly renewal because we're so small we don't you know we don't we don't have enough staffing to you know make sure right what everybody needs so we're dependent on patient advocates to at the hospitals to send us the renewals and uh, they've been wonderful to do that and then we just you know we get it out that's incredible. Well, Rhonda, thank you so much for coming on and um, sharing, you know, your and Nikki's story, but also what the Nikki Mitchell Foundation is. Well, thank you for having us, and thank you for being a volunteer. You know, the average life of a volunteer is about two years. Really? And most of our team leads have been there five and six years. And so I attribute that to Nikki, too. Nikki yeah. and her spirit. Well, and y'all, you know, showing that to us. Because like I said, it's just a big family. Yeah. I mean, nobody would stay with me that long, but they'll (laughs) stay with Nikki. (laughs) Hey, Bob's been with you for how long now? 16 (laughs) years. That's right. That's right. That's an accomplishment in itself. (laughs) Well, we'll see you guys next week. It's been another great episode of The Clean Life.